Hi there, I'm Adam Young, editor of the Lubbock Avalanche Journal, and this is The Lead. In this weekly podcast, we highlight some of the big stories impacting Lubbock and the South Plains. I visit with a few of our reporters. We talk a bit about what they're working on and stories they expect to share in the coming days. So let's get started. Now I'm joined by Elena Edgen and Mateo Rosiles. We're going to talk about development today, some new businesses in this housing project that uh, is making some progress in the South Overton neighborhood. But I guess we'll start with you, Elena. I know you uh, had a couple of pieces this last weekend and then a uh, piece that we're looking at uh, toward the end of the week about the new commercial development at 114th and Slide. Pretty substantial project, right? Yes, it is a huge development that is going to offer some really great things in that region. We're going to see a couple of new businesses. We're going to see a couple of restaurants opening there. One of their biggest ones is actually going to be the Plaza Restaurant. And that building is just going to be huge. I got to go and visit with them early last week and take a tour of the ongoing construction. They are hoping to have it, have places opening in October. And they're working on some final contracts that they're trying to get secured. But we are going to see a new Crumple Cookies. We're going to go see a new Jersey Mike's. A couple other ones that will be mentioned in the story. And it looks like it's going to be a very interesting and very different type of development than we would see. And this would be Lubbock's second Plaza Mexican restaurant location? Yes. That's good. I, I, I think I've only been to that one once, maybe twice. The, the plaza didn't immediately stand out, but I know it's been really popular. So just, uh, that's mostly what we're getting, just expansions. Or, or are we getting some new chains? Is that is crumpled cookies something we have? Forgive my ignorance. Crumbled cookies, I believe we have a couple of locations, or we at least have one. I think, yeah, this is going to be the second. So we're going to have a couple of places doing second locations here. And we also have some as-yet-to-be-announced first locations that we're just waiting on some final confirmations on. So I'm very excited to see what's coming. Hopefully we will be having more announcements coming soon. Yes, you've got some, some secrets that you've hinted at that uh, um, perhaps will be in this upcoming weekend story or I guess to come in, in, in future reporting, right? Secrets so. about the development at 114th and Slide. Yes, as soon as I have confirmation, a couple interviews, I am very excited to introduce some pretty cool things. Awesome. And then you also had a really neat feature about this new lemonade truck that a Lubbock couple started um, inspired by their trip to Hawaii. Yes, it was a very sweet story with this newlywed couple. They got married back in May, went on their honeymoon to Maui. And as they were enjoying their honeymoon, they were trying to think of things that they wanted to do together when they got back. And one of the things that they really wanted to do was kind of bring people together and make a joyous experience for them. One of the things that they both really love is lemonade, particularly strawberry lemonade. And so they thought, let's open a lemonade truck. Because they were in Maui when they figured out they wanted to do this, that's where they got the name Lemon in Paradise. Did you gather this was going to be more seasonal, like spring through you know the, the warm months? Or, or would there be applications for this 365? There might be 365. They are already starting to pop up at a couple of events. They were at the Barbie parties at a local salon on 50th. And they got some good traffic there. They were pretty excited about. And, of course, they're still going to be looking for events throughout the year. 
They're hoping to have the trailer rolling next month. There's, yeah, there are plenty of events where I'd imagine lemonade truck would do pretty well. I've seen similar types of drink stands or things like that, but it seems like there's uh, room for more growth. I guess that's what they're anticipating. Yes, and of course they're trying to get all of their stuff together before students come in. So it'll be a great combination, great timing if they can get it all going. And then you've also got a story about a, an established chain, um, Schlotsky's restaurant, um, coming back after um, had a, went, I guess they went through a pretty bad fire that, that's still under investigation or they're guess, going through the criminal justice system is a, um, an alleged arson right now. But uh, as far as they're concerned, they are uh, getting back into business over at 19th Street. Yes. So the Schlotzky's on 19th, that one had a fire, at, like, within the first month or so of me moving to Lubbock. So I kind of recall how sad that was. It pretty much killed their kitchen and the office. So I spoke with the owner-operator of that location, who apparently his family has been within the Schlotzky's program in Lubbock for 45 years just a long time. This is one of the first couple that they opened originally in Lubbock. And there were such great things in this interview, including how when they were first starting to get everything back together, as they're getting closer to the opening, they would have former customers come up and just be by the doors and smelling the baking bread and just being so happy that they're not smelling the smoke anymore. It's just filled with those happy smells that you expect from Schlotsky's. And out of their 16 employees, 15 of them came back. So we're going to have this Schlotsky's that's been in town for a long time. And they're reopening with pretty much the same staff, new design. They're going to have a limited menu for the first couple of days, but they're opening on August 1st or 2nd. I think it's 1st. And we're hoping to have the story run on Monday. So if y'all didn't see it, definitely got to go check it out. It looks pretty cool. And we have first look photos. That's really neat. And so how were the owners able to maintain that team? They had just stayed in contact with all of their employees through this entire process, checking in with them, helping them find other positions. And then when they were able to start getting ready to come back, he messaged them again, had them come in. And it's just really been this kind of, employee family recovering and then coming back. All of them were so excited to see people there. I was only there for as they were training, but they were just all so very happy to finally be back in it. I really like that story. It's nice uh, follow-up on what was the uh, really sad event in the community when it happened. And a little scary, too. That I know, um, not to get into too much detail, but that was, you know, two tragedies and uh, that... The, you know, in the Lubbock Stotsky's chains, and um, it, it's good to see some, some good news come out of this one. Yeah, and it's that, really nice that they kind of got to rise from the ashes here. And then just across from the, or across the Texas Tech campus from that Stotsky's, uh, Mateo, you've been following the uh, student development, the second major student development project that's been proposed in that area, or, or I guess around the Tech campus. So you had some movement on that last week. Uh, what's, what's to come next? Yeah, so the Planning Zoning Commission of Lubbock met on Thursday night to hear hours long from the public um, on their concerns and their comments on this new proposed 707-bedroom, um, seven-story 
student housing unit um, right across Texas Tech campus. It's on the east side of university, right behind um, CVS and the Wesley Foundation's house and just north of the St. John's Methodist Church. Um, so they sat there for nearly four hours just listening to people from the residents, um, from the South Overton residents and also Tech Terrace residents who came up to voice their concerns about the traffic issues that were going to face this, um, the parking issues, the pet issues, the noise issues, um, the drinking issues, and just the general trash issues that come along with these buildings sometimes with college students living in them. Sure, um, some of the same issues that you know, Tech Terrace neighborhood residents, um, I guess, uh, expressed uh, back when the um, Godbold building was being uh, considered for a student housing project back in the, over the winter, right? Yes, so it's almost some of the same issues. Um, but one of the newer issues that people were bringing up were, of course, the sewer um, issues that the South Overton district faces. Um, they've said that they have seen recent flooding and um, water lines breaking recently just because of the age of these um, pipelines. And so the city is slowly repairing them as they are, um, but adding 700 people who flush maybe three to four times a day, plus their friends that come over at night on the weekends, that's a lot of extra water usage um, happening in that building. So they are concerned that the city infrastructure in that area won't be able to keep up with that. Um, and the same thing goes with the parking um, and the just the traffic in general. It's such a small, tiny area, and these streets aren't wide, and some of them are brick streets. Um, so some issues that were brought up, especially from the people on the board, were how much would it cost the city to more or less develop this area to fit this building? How much would it cost to repave these streets and to maintain these streets, to put in new light fixtures and all that on these streets? Um, so after four hours, the commissioners finally took a vote and it did pass. Um, How did uh, developers and um, you know, staff who were there at the meeting um, address in, in those concerns like you're, you're mentioning, like the infrastructure issues? They were there saying that um, the developers would actually install a new, almost three um, block of new piping for the water usage system. So they would be taking on the nearby business areas water usage and just expanding that pipe that's laying underneath them um, to accommodate the amount of people that will be living there on their own dime. Um, but then of course it would go to the city of Lubbock to maintain as the years go on. Um, as far as parking, they really, the developer, what stuck with me is that he said, we can't control that. Um, they're actually going to uh, only provide 544 parking spaces, um, which is less than the required um, parking spaces the city of Lubbock requires for a building this size. Um, but they will also charge students for that. So that's going to be an extra fee. And one of the commissioners did ask saying like, well, what if students don't want to pay for that? And the developer said, that's out of our control. We can't control where they park after that. So then that brought up a lot of residents saying, well, they don't want them parking in front of their driveways or in front of their houses. Um, and they did bring up saying like, well, you can ask and petition the city to put in no parking signs in front of your houses. But then, in, of course, you have to go through the city for that. Um, and then uh, several issues like that were just brought up. And so none of these issues were really resolved. Um, they didn't even give the amount of how much would be spent on building this new um, seven-story building. Um, so they don't even know that logistics yet. They do have a lot of schematics and you can find them on the PNC agenda, but overall some of the commissioners on the board and then some of the public just felt like it did not fit this area of Lubbock. Um, especially one of the commissioners did bring up a point of that it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. This is going to be a concrete glass 1970s looking style building. Um, very modern still, but 
again, if you look at the historic Overton district, which is just right across the street from it, it has some unique architectures from different decades and it has a life and history that's there. And this building would more or less be sticking a nose up at it and just be building something so brutal, almost a brutal um, architecture style building in front of it. And it just would stick out because it would be the tallest building in the nearby blocks. And so ultimately, the um, this city council appointed commission um, you know, heard out the um, uh, concerns and uh, also the you know the those um, in favor and mm -hmm. passed it along for the city council to consider in the in the coming weeks. And I imagine that will probably be a lengthy process as we saw. I'd, I'd be surprised if it was straightforward, but but now it's uh, for the council to consider at this point. Any um, expectations from that? Oh, we are still gauging on what's going to come if there people are going to show up for this council meeting, um, even just how the council is going to um, decide on this, because it is going to be a large economic impact um, to Lubbock if this building is built down there, but it's also going to have such a cultural impact too. Um, so I know the council members will be hearing this sooner in the next coming week or two, um, whenever they, it's on their regular consent agenda item, they'll have a public hearing, they'll vote on it, um, and then they'll have to vote on it again for a second time for a second reading um, before it finally comes to fruition. And during those two times, the council can be persuaded either way. So that's why a lot of people in the residence area to say, come out, support us if you are against this, or just let us know the opinions of the public. Yeah, those neighborhoods in particular are pretty good about mm -hmm. rallying people to meetings and coming up with a strategy. So expect more to come on that. Yes. So thanks for the update on that, Mateo. Thank you. And thanks for joining us, Alina. Thank you. There's a lot going on around our community, and we love your story ideas and tips. Please feel free to reach out to me at ayoung at labaconline.com, give me a call, or hit me up on social media. Here's hoping the week ahead brings great news and developments to Lubbock in our area. The lead is produced with the help of the Avalanche Journal's trends and breaking news reporter Mateo Rusilis and photo editor Annie Rice. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to checking back in with you next week.